thinking about how we just started playing Baldur's Gate together as a party with our friend Ralph, who's from Maine. Yeah, that was super fun. Those Ralph's from Maine. Were great. I thought he was from Massachusetts. No, he lives in Maine. I I visited him there. Oh, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere outside of New York is, is Maine. Maine. <laughs> is Maine. Yeah. yeah, so that was a great sesh. Um, Betsy was very upset, though. <laughs> she kept dro- she kept dropping. She just died every single time. Because well, my, I've never seen is something it an, like is that. Is it AC? Yeah, your armor class is super low. Because it was so low, it's not. It wasn't. Lo- it wasn't as low by the end of the game because it was so low. It kept getting targeted, so we, would, the four of us, would like go into this battle. We're like ready to go, and I would just immediately get targeted first and destroyed. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed. They literally um, would run past all of us just so, to. So kill I'm you. I'm a bard, um, and I've been doing pretty well as a bard. I think like. Uh, What's I your name as a bard? Oh yeah, I uh, forget. I, I actually don't remember. I I think it's P P Poo Poo the third or something like that. <laughs> it's Poo P. It's Poo P the third. Yeah. As you can yeah, tell, an impeccable sense of humor. And as you can tell, I I clearly put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> I'm still surprised neither of you have brought up my name. I thought one of you would bring it up. I don't remember what it was. I don't though, remember so. what your name is. It's Maps. My name is Maps. I don't like, know. Like uh, from Stormlight? From Arcan? Bridge 4. Wow. Nice. He's that forgettable. I should. I, wow. I knew I should have been I actually don't remember Jax. who that is. Uh, I, shit, knew I forgot about I awards. Been Jax. <laughs> Did you guys remember awards? I, yeah, I got some yeah. awards. I always I forget awards, awards, though. People have got to send in their awards. Yeah, when we get more listeners, uh, we'll, we'll probably get uh, more awards coming in, for sure. The Kremlin horde will grow. Don't worry. But anyway, it's been fun playing with you guys dude it's so much fun just like walking around really the fact fun. that we can walk around and just do whatever we want like whatever we, we just want go into conversations and i could just be off like getting into a fight is just so cool or like talking to an ox who was the one that tripped the acid like that was uh, oh, oh that was i should me. say acid trap that, that uh, not tripped the acid at, tripped the acid <laughs> trap what a poor choice uh, that killed <laughs> it was an accident uh, that killed <laughs> all of us <laughs> I I tripped the, the trap because I walked straight in without like doing a perception or anything yeah like everybody just immediately died also everyone's character designs are so funny so all the cutscenes are like hilarious <laughs> Ralph's Ralph's is really funny Ralph's is the best Ralph is a he ranger he's a gnome ranger with a with an electric mustache and long beard Mm. long pointy beard very long hair yeah yeah we've really been getting into the the dungeons and dragons things lately um richie's girlfriend kenzie recommended to me this other podcast called dungeons and daddies which i've been listening to and we were talking about it on halloween and it's so funny Dude, Dungeons and Daddies is so hilarious. Everyone should listen to it. I'm recommending it to everybody. I've actually never listened to it. I've been recommended it a couple times, but I just uh, I don't know. I don't even. I don't came even like I don't listen to it like episode by episode. It's just that when she comes home and she's listening to it, I will literally just sit and listen to it with her, and and I would laugh about it. And then she'll update me about what they're doing. That's yeah, so it's cute. A, it's amazing, and it, it definitely makes me want to play D and D. Makes me want to play Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah. should we just 
Let's just not record the episode. Should we guys. just play? <laughs> should we just play Baldur's Gate? So Let's just record ourselves playing Baldur's Gate. Qu- quick gate, quick Baldur's. <laughs> little, little quick gate. Quick little ball gate. I mean, all right. Should we should we dive in? Yeah, all let's right, let's it. let's let's dive in. Hi all, and welcome back. We are highly invested, a podcast centered around reading and rereading Brandon Sanderson's ever expanding Cosmere series. My name is Richie Green. And I'm joined as always by the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the question to all things and the answer to none, the call and response that is the deep chasm of the soul. My co-host, Dappert and Betsy. What's up, guys? <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, that's not that even what beautiful. you what you wrote in the note. <laughs> When you first started, I didn't realize what you were reading, and you just said the Alpha and the Omega, and I was like, who's who? (laughs) I I also was like, wait, which one is the Alpha and which one is the Omega? Beautiful. Both of them sound pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah, the beginning and the end. Good job, Richie. So today we're going to be discussing 64, 65, and 66 of the Way Kings. This is going to be really fun. We're near the end. I've been reading. I was reading on my, my Nook like for a while and I I read these chapters in the book and that's when I realized how few pages were left I didn't realize until I was actually holding the physical book we are in the middle of um it's it's worth saying what I would probably call the sander lynch yeah we've said it before we've called it it exploded though in this chat, in this episode we are really I I feel like the last chapter in this was like was it yeah, this is this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and to the Kremlings listening, you know, as always, and to the new ones who just joined us, this podcast will be divided into a spoiler section and a non-spoiler section for listeners reading Cosmere novels for the first time. So grab a snowboard and let's dive in because we're headed to the Sanderland. God, you tried so hard for that. You just <laughs> you tried so hard for that. Grab Is it like a drop snowboard. in? What do you say when you <laughs> grab grab a snowboard? We're dropping in. We're headed into the Sander Lanch. Who's Where coming with me, man? Where are we dropping, boys? Oh my god, you sound <laughs> insane. Are you okay? We're gonna start it <laughs> off with chapter. He's channeling me. He's channeling me. <laughs> I'm j- I'm just channeling my inner Betsy here. Do you think Calden would ski or snowboard, or do you think That's, he would wouldn't do it altogether? Calden would absolutely ski. He's he's. I feel like he'd be clumsy. I think, think he's an ice. I think he's an I ice skater. I think he's snowboard. He's an ice skater. He's a dancer. So, <laughs> That's he dances so true. through the wind. He spins and twirls. His sill spins around him. He pirouettes. He's, Letting all those arrows, arrows, sorry, fall around him and dodging in between—it's all dance. Just one elaborate, ridiculous dance. Don't oh, true. What he did in the chasm—that's a dance. You're right. He is a dancer. Dude, you're so late. That's exactly what Betsy was talking about. <laughs> I oh, let, I thought you were talking about. I just about, let you get there. <laughs> I, I, you know, you went on the journey with me there, and as we know, journey, journey is important. Journey before destination. Um, all right, let's let's dive in. Chapter 64, A Man of Extremes. Chapter 64. Dalinar and Ivani are strolling around Elokar's palace. 
they discuss their history and Ivani tells Dalinar that she thought he hated her ever since she and Gavilar were courting. He tells her he never hated her, just that he knew that he couldn't be with her and so he couldn't stand to be around her much. Apparently, Dalinar always got out of the way so Gavilar could succeed. He vowed to himself that he would never sit on the throne after briefly contemplating killing Gavilar in the heat of a moment. Navani brings up Dalinar's wife, and when she speaks her name, all Dalinar hears is a sound of soft blowing air. He has no direct memories of her, not even her name. Horns sound the signaling of a chasm fiend that has been seen on the infamous Tower Plateau. Sadius has been hoping for a run against the Parshendi there. Victory there would be substantial, as no Alethi group had ever won against the Parshendi on the Tower. So we cut to Kaladin. Kaladin hears the horns of battle at the same place where he implemented the side carry, the, the maneuver that got him strung up in a high storm. As people are running about and preparing for this battle, out steps Bridge 4, all 35 men covered head to toe with Parshendi Carapace, looking fearsome. They've gone on six bridge runs since and haven't lost a single man. And the other bridge crews, when they come out, actually clap. So now we cut to, Cal now we cut to Adolin's point of view. He is just simply happy that his father is not crazy. Sadius tells Dalinar they have to talk. An assault on this tower is just a chance they were looking for to decimate the forces of the Parshendi. The Parshendi have been known to field about, about to 10,000 warriors on the plateau, given, given that it's so large. He asks Dalinar to field as many troops as he can. Dalinar says he can commit 8,000. Sadius says he'll give 7,000 to it. And Sadius... Uh, comes up with a new oh and Dalinar mentions that he still doesn't like the way Sadius uses the bridge crews but Sadius says he's come up with a new way to use the bridgemen that don't cost nearly as many lives and Dalinar agrees and they set off to end the war for good what a chapter I mean so, to me this yeah. is like quite an exposition chapter like it really expands and, ex and just like builds you up and I feel like you kind of know something is about to happen Yes, you can feel something in the air, right? And Tonight. what was what's really fun is we get to put a nice little bow on Dalinar Navani. They finally get together. They're finally talking. They're finally chatting outward, right? And then it seems peaceful. seems like everything is nice. And then this horn blows. And this is the first time we get three point of view people in one chapter. It's mm -hmm. starting to go back to back to back. Yeah, that's why I was going to agree that I feel like this chapter is a really good setup chapter and it feels like a setup chapter like before you even get into the other two that we're going to be talking about. The fact that we get those three points of view of kind of our three like key players in this moment and where they are and where their heads at like going into this one specific battle. Um, yeah, I think it just really sets up what we're about to experience which I'm like trying not to talk about until we get yeah. to it um, but if you know we want to just quickly talk about because to your point there's a lot of exposition here but just like maybe down our section really quick before we get to the others but 
um yeah it was nice to see him with Navani I think there's it's like she really seems to respect him and his viewpoint but also push him to kind of go after what he wants and sort of stand up for himself in a way and um there was some interesting like things we learned about Dalinar here oh that, yeah. yeah 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 that whole like little moment where he talks about how he at one point considered killing Gavilar in order to take the throne and get Navani. And that felt so different than the Dalinar that we know now. And it's funny because up to this point, I feel like I haven't really had a sense of comparison for when people talk about it's the Blackthorn, right? Is yes. like who he was and if it really was that different. I kind of always thought like, oh, it's the same Dalinar. Maybe he just liked battle a little bit more, but this he is making me think battle. he was That's like, great. A, he was a very different person. Yeah. And it also made me think maybe that had something to do with why he went to the Night Watcher. Hmm. Very interesting, but it's very interesting. Yeah. You know, I completely missed in my first ever, and I think even my second read-through, because this is my third, I missed in this point, moment, and I'm glad we're talking about it because now we won't forget, that Dalinar admits to considering fratricide, regicide, and taking the king, taking the kingdom. Yeah, That's just crazy I, he, to me. I think this is the second time he's thought this. Um, the first one was really quick, and it just like blew by. And But this one, we linger for a little bit, right? And he's like... No, I completely like um, like almost did this, and and tried to like take Navani, which also gives yeah. I want to I want to know more. Yeah, and it gives a little like background to like why he is the way he is. Like, yeah, he can be insufferable, but he clearly had to fight some demons. Well, he's a man of extremes. It's a it's a well named chapter. A man of extremes. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point, Dab. And and with him and not not to like bring it to the next chapter, but we see those extremes with Dalinar when he even fights. Right? It's either all thrill or it's just nausea. Right, and we don't have to get into this too much, but I also thought that idea of guilt being self indulgence was like I just have never personally even thought about that before, and I thought that was very insightful from Navani, like an interesting point for Dalinar. Yeah, I mean, he it's its a really good point because it's not even just self-indulgence on him. He uses it as an excuse to be doing everything from the way he supports Elokar to why he holds onto the codes, why he cares about the book. Guilt, because his brother died on his watch. He was drunk, as we know from the prologue. And, you know, it. it she's basically saying, you know, dude, it's been six years you gave up on you know our relationship twenty over twenty years ago, like move on. Like why do you hold on to this? Mm-hmm. And she you know said what it I mean? felt like hatred. Like she like because he, he never spoke to her, so she she right. thought he was doing. He, hated he was him. trying so hated hard her. to like do do what was right in his own mind. He like didn't think about her. Exactly. But how how funny is it that he goes? That for a brief moment after Navani says the name of his wife, he goes, what was she like? I mean, it, in your eyes. Because he doesn't fucking yeah, know. know. He doesn't I know, know. That was so crazy. Yeah. Like you could t- see that he was trying to ask questions to learn 
like more about her and that was just so wild to me um it kind of made me feel I'm like I know we'll probably get more info about all this eventually hopefully we're like so close to the end of the book um I find I felt kind of bad for like his his ex-wife like I don't know what happened to her if she died or anything but I don't know it felt like the way they were talking it was about the way they were talking i knew it you're gonna say that it's it's the way navani like, referred to her she was a little slow or no, like no that's not yeah. she didn't say slow she said something like she not wasn't clever. The most clever like yeah she wasn't clever yeah she yeah. wasn't very clever um neither is dalinar to be fair the man is just he's like minecraft steve block for a head I well mean, i think she said that she's we like fight? well yes. she was like you yeah <laughs> <laughs> very straight to the point simple What's wrong with that? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't that. call Dalinar clever either. You know, no. I would call him honest, as we yeah, know he's... from what is about to happen. Oh, but my my kind of my question here is like, so the bringing Sadeus into it, but the wrapping up the scene with them, Navani says that they need Sadeus for their cause. That was very sweet. And I kind of wish that I could ask you guys this without you having already knowing the answer, but like what that cause is. Well, well I, I actually can, I feel like even Dalinar is like, I don't know what that cause is, but the fact that she said well, that, she, the cause. I think it could mean a lot of different yeah. things. And to, to me here, the cause is actually noticeable, simple, end the war. That's okay. why they go all to out. Protect Elokar. They're trying to end the yeah. war. So that that's how I took it, and I still take it to be honest. So, mm-hmm. but very sweet that no, it's, it's an idea. hour cause now. And, and oh, Betsy's like, damn, it's not it's not more deep. <laughs> we're, we got we're gonna have a trash man segment where Betsy goes through her trash man. It's trash man theories is gonna be the name of the segment, and then Betsy will just come in and give another trash man theory. I've got the most many. important segment of the podcast. I've got many. <laughs> well, we do get another point of view. In this chapter. And the only other switch that we've had, as far as I'm aware, is Dalinar and Adolin. And so I have to bring up Kaladin and his crew getting like cheered on. Dude. Oh my God. Like, that's just such a moment. Dude, such the a line turnaround. Was so, good. so good. It says, Men yelled, bells rang, and into the chaos stepped Bridge Four. Yes. Like, so good. Yes. So good. Dude, it's so it's good. It's like almost cheesy, but it's so it good. It works. It works, dude. It literally, because like, it's like down there casually walking, talking to Navani, whatever, whatever. The horns blare. He's looking up. He's like getting ready. He's going to get ready. It cuts to Kaladin doing the same. And then everyone's everyone. You can feel the hustle and bustle of this moment, like the eagerness. Everyone, because this is also the tower, which is like the hardest one to get a gem. Heart no Alethi has won. Right. So everyone's no freaking out. Everyone's won. moving, and you could just see them walking in slow motion, like astronauts walking towards their like spaceship or something. And they've got armor and shields now. They're covered in armor and shields. Some of them have the ribs of the Parshendi sticking out, like. Oh, near their faces like like uh like mandibles right earless jacks painted it blue and white <laughs> like this is ridiculous also still fucked up fucked up out there they're looking cool they're looking pretty cool they're- to the point where sadius takes credit takes complete credit for the idea he's like yeah you know uh you were getting to me dalinar so i came up with a new idea yeah like fuck <laughs> off my god but yeah, no, he's they the look worst. they look amazing. But Shen must be comatose. 
after seeing this. Noticeably absent. I know. Two people we haven't heard from in a while are Gaz and Shen. Yeah. They, dude, they use the finger bones to make rattling sounds on their shields. <laughs> they, they fucking, it's beyond desecration of the body at this point. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like they like took the first step and then like ran a mile. <laughs> They're like, well, we might as well go give all it in inch, on Give it an inch, give a mile. I mean, you're, I think you're completely right. War is hell, but at this point, I mean, using the literal corpses and bones of your enemies a little little further than I think is acceptable. It's like they don't even view them as living. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see like how that plays out because I I feel like we are getting we're getting that narrative from Dalinar's perspective. Like we'll talk about this in the next chapter, but when he like is about to kill the youth and then doesn't. Like I feel like we're getting that narrative from him of like, "Oh, they're not viewed as people, but I'm starting to view them as people. So I'm wondering how that's going to play into Bridge Four's situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Meanwhile, we have Prince Charming, Mr. Lethe himself, Adeline, just getting excited and pumped up for the battle to come, talking about how happy he is his father's not crazy. And, yeah. And, and the, dude, the fact that we know, obviously, what we're going to talk about in this next chapter Sadius just going, you know, let's assault them. Let, let, let's do this together. You and me, this is the big one. Like, everything he's saying is just so fucking, ah, just he's the worst. Just the absolute worst. Should we do now it? Now yeah. I can say that, like, now I can say that officially. Yes. Now, I, I think, I feel like I, I kind of, like, put a little bit of a hint because I kept saying he, he reminds me of Scar from the yeah. Lion King. Yeah. Oh, I right? picked up on that years ago. Years but ago. But it really, really it was his voice and I'm sure I wasn't the only one who picked up on that. Yeah, it's interesting like reading back through my notes in the context of what happens because there's that moment where Sadeus, it says he seemed eager and something about that word eager to me just felt so gross, like thinking about him. But there was this other thought I had, which is more in the next chapter, so we can get into it then. But I'll just raise the question here of like when Sadeus chose to make this decision and if there was a moment where he chose or if it was the plan all along. Um, so let's talk about that in the next chapter. All right. But that was something that, I was thinking about here. All right. Well, all shit. Here yeah. we go again. Let's take it into chapter 65. Chapter 65, the tower. Sadeus and Dalinar's forces arrive across from the tower after a tiring journey. They can see that Parshendi still don't have the gem heart out of the chasm fiend, so they can still engage them. This will be a huge battle, and if the Alethi win, it will change the tide of the war. Sadeus asks Dalinar to cross and attack at the same time, but Dalinar refuses because he does not want to risk bridgemen lives. Dalinar looks on at the one crew of bridgemen that wear strange orange armor and wonders why none of the other men are allowed them. Dalinar and Adeline prepare to cross as Sadeus forces near the crossing point. Separately, Kaladin runs along the chasm trying to distract the Parshendi, and Scar and Teft are injured. Going back to Dalinar, while fighting the Prashendi, he initially feels the thrill, but suddenly loses it when faced with killing a young Prashendi. 
Suddenly, Adeline runs up asking what to do. Dalinar realizes Sadeus is retreating, stranding Dalinar's forces on the tower between two Parshendi armies. Dun, dun, dun. Did you see did you see this betrayal coming, Bets? Gotta know. No, I didn't. You didn't. Wow. I well, I don't know. I it's it's interesting because I think in the beginning there's like a couple different ways that I felt like his character could go. And in the beginning, I, he's set up as a villain. I think especially around the slashing of the saddle and him, like this idea that he's trying to frame Dalinar and all that stuff. So I feel like there was this arc of like, Sadeus shouldn't be trusted. Like, Adeline doesn't trust and him. And also his, Maybe his da- bridge crews die as well. Yeah. Right, right. But then there's that arc of him like starting to listen to Dalinar talking about the way of Kings and like wanting to be friends with him again. And I, it's like it was unclear to me whether that was going to be what happened and I kind of felt like going back to my question in the last chapter I felt like my idea of it and this could be different than how other people think about it I feel like Sadeus was thinking he might do this but I think when he asked Dalinar to attack together and Dalinar said no that's when he decided he was going to go through with it. Cause I think maybe he would be, was willing to not go through it with, with it. If Dalinar was willing to like go back to being the man he was and abiding by like a lethe, um, like ways and kind of being that person who he was before. But Dalinar like cares about his values. But Dalinar is so That's much like thought. he is before in this chapter. I mean, he even's like, Oh, well, all right. Time to let the Blackthorn out. He jumps like a ledge and hangs off it and sweeps his sword to just beat a few people throwing rocks. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that moment where he says, let's attack them together, and Dalinar says no. That That's when you think that's I just that's feel like that Sadius, was the moment. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that it's earlier than that. I think so. So Dalinar is the one who suggested this, right? That they start fighting together. Um, I think that, and even, even after Sadius leaves, I think that Dalinar thinks to himself that this was, this was planned out. I think that the moment Sadius starts to think about this is when Dalinar actually comes back to save Sadius on the battlefield. And, and Sadius says, that Mm. was really foolish of you to do that. Um, even though he's happy to be alive or whatever. And then, and then Dalinar starts quoting the way of Kings again. I, I, I might be <laughs> even earlier, honestly. No, I agree with you. I think, <laughs> I think he's been planning to do this for a long time. I'm not trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I just feel like, and obviously he's not an actual person, so he can't really analyze his character, but <laughs> I feel <What>? like, <laughs> uh, I feel like in, I got the, I got the sense that in this moment, he was there maybe was a opportunity that he wouldn't have done it but he but, but and the reason apologist. i think that like no but i just think that when i was reading it i the whole time was starting to get that feeling that sadeus was about to do something bad but i wasn't sure and i think it was the fact that this chapter like 
was also the moment when Dalinar like committed himself to not feeling guilty anymore to being who he is. He's going to live by his the codes. He doesn't care anymore. And that like commitment also solidified this absolutely happening to him was it i do think it's before though i mean he's toying with him talking about maybe i'll read that book maybe you're getting to me old friend i think he's just playing on dalinar's emotions i really do i really like i know that's that's not what betsy's point is betsy's point is that he's play he has been planning this for a while but he decided to execute it when dalinar decided not to to go do the run well no but I think I think what my point is is that I think I agree with you that he's toying with him, but I think that he's a little bit more of a complex character, and I think there's a little bit of That's both fair. in all of those interactions. Well, that, and that leads me to a yeah. question, Betsy, and one I want I want to answer. Why did he do it? I think he did it because he's an Alethi and he cares about power, and probably the same reason that Dalinar considered killing Gavilar for the throne. And even though he's someone who's been friends with Dalinar his whole life and maybe deep down, you know, cares about him, wants that friendship, he cares about himself more, cares about power more, cares about Alethi culture more. Maybe he finds Dalinar fascinating. He's different. He's entertaining. Um, I agree. But, I agree completely. Wow. But it's a very good answer. And y- yeah. Right? And there, there could be moments where he thinks, you know what, maybe I'll let this go on a little bit longer. I could use him. Right? I I think that it wasn't like from the very get-go he had this evil plan to destroy him. I think it was always percolating like in his mind. Great word. And at this moment he was like trying to see what was how this was going to play out, but he was like but this was his opportunity yeah. to strike. And, and, and like yeah. and like from Sadius's view, Dal- this was so easy. Dalinar walks into this. He welcomes it because of his, like Sadia said, his honor, right? Yeah. Or uh, I think that might be in the next chapter um, when he says like that honor. It's the very end. Yeah, it's no, no. It is. It's the next. It's the next chapter. Right. It is the yeah. next chapter. No, so Sadius, Sadius, this was this was almost like dropped into Sadius's lap, an opportunity to strengthen his power and influence over the king, and then to get eliminate his biggest rival eliminate eliminate his biggest rival and also someone who's going mad in Sadius's eyes and is in causing division within the within the kingdom right yeah and I think it was also like looking at it from Sadius's perspective like I like we all agree that Dalinar's in the right and he's morally right but I thought that Kaladin's point was so interesting about Dalinar taking the moral high ground, but still profiting off of Sadeus killing Bridgman. Like, even if he doesn't really, like, doesn't actually, he still kind of does. And I feel like maybe in Sadeus's mind, it's a little bit of like, okay, like, he stands on his high, like, on he's on this high horse, but like... I'm actually the one out here winning the battle. Yeah, no, fair enough. And it is a great point that Kaladin makes. He's like, yeah, all right, fine. You didn't use them for your own run, but look where you are. Look who, look who you are siding with. Like, And it's not a great point because we all know that it's like more complex than that. And it's not like Dalinar could have just been like, okay, I won't, I won't do this with zero Bridgman. But he took a stand for himself personally, which is the most he could do. That's a good point. 
nothing is really black and white like that, Betsy. But it does to let's look like that to a lot of people in different situations who are judging and thinking in different ways based off their own knowledge. So yeah, really great point. And I'm glad you brought up Calden because Calden went matrix again during this uh, episode, damn it, chapter. And I found it incredible where he was talking about how he was like using the wind and like dodging in between arrows. And it was like how he didn't even breathe to keep the stormlight in while he's doing all this. Like that, that just really stood out to me while he was just completely saving the lives of hundreds of bridgemen, even though some died, he went, he went ballistic. And I love that. I really do. Yeah, no, he, he was incredible as, as per usual with Kaladin storm blessed. Um, the Parshendi focused primarily on him. Also, yes, they did. another important thing to note. So they can recognize, uh, Cal as, the, the the one causing this and the leader of the of the bridge crew a bridge four but the bridgemen are still they're still dying and we do get some injured members of bridge four yeah scar yeah scar Teft. takes a t- scar and tough take one one in the foot and one in the shoulder and um while that's happening dalinar is mowing down parshendi fully the thrill rising within him it says and he is on a rampage. Yeah, I feel like whenever they describe the thrill, it's done really well. Like, you can tell that, like, excitement, like, the tension of the battle, all the stuff. And then when it's just cut off in that moment when he loses the thrill, like, it's just written so well. Oh my God, yeah, when he sees the kid, that hits home. It's like, this is, this is just another life. What are we doing? He was a kid when Gavilar was murdered. He says that. What stake does he right. have in this fight? And he has that thought to himself of if unite them includes the Parshendi. That's a great point. That's So the death song gave me a lot of really good, crazy, real emotions reading this chapter too. He's talking about how like the dead Parshendi are just waiting to die. And they always sing like a beautiful him next basically oh man this is one of those where i like i can't wait for it to be like a show or a movie because i feel like it will be like chilling as it like the alanar describes it like like hauntingly beautiful the way they all sing this song in rhythm without like this this connection to each of them that they have they're basically singing it for him because right after this he realizes sadius is retreating and he is dead immediately after it's just a perfect moment full turnaround i do wonder where that like parshendi shard bearer is yeah yeah good question but yeah to dab's point to hear that like song rising up and then like at at adolin coming over father father what are we gonna do he goes about what and he points and then like fucking another like thousands of thousands of parshendi are coming forward and like Dalinar, like I, I don't know if he takes his helmet off, but I, that's how I imagine it. And he looks and just. Sees. I think he does. They say that, yeah. And then he just sees like, in the distance, Sadius is gone. Like that is just. Fucked. And it's such a crazy reveal too, because like I, it goes all the way back to the beginning of the book, when Adeline and Dalinar were just talking about on a basic level, like whether to trust Sadius. 
like all the way back to the beginning for sure like the hell first yeah time. and like yeah we can yeah we can like talk about what like when was the moment he changed his mind like blah 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 you know was he always evil did he have some different thoughts like whatever but it, like this moment goes all the way yeah. back to them like trying to decide whether and it, to trust and it makes it so much I, I i don't know i think it's the next chapter it is so fun when they when adeline's just like i fucking told you and there's just I like told you so. I, absolutely like, oh, that's in the next chapter yeah though. that's in the next the that's last sick. scene we get is him recognizing him leaving so i think with that we should dive in are we ready anything yeah. else for chapter 65 no let's yeah, do let's it. it let's end it all right chapter 66 chapter 66 codes kaladin inspects gar's wound mid-battle while tef tries to resist being treated as he's not a waste of space, all while the battle for the tower rages behind them. Barely able to pay attention to the fighting and exhausted from using the stormlight, Kaladin turns to examine the fighting, only to be shocked by seeing Sadius retreat. He orders the men into bridge positions, discussing with Moash why the High Prince could be leaving a battle that was going so well. Thinking the High Prince injured, or maybe even dead, could be the only reason, he's shocked again, when he sees Sadius crossing the chasm and his armor's paint is unscratched. Kaladin sees the second Parshendi army surrounding Dalinar and realizes then and there that Sadius has betrayed his ally. He rushes to Sadius, wanting to confirm that the traitor is unwounded and hears his last words to Dalinar. I told you, old friend. I said that honor of yours would get you killed someday. On the plateau, Dalinar and Adelin fight a desperate battle. Their armor is cracked in countless places, leaking stormlight and growing heavier. Adeline yells basically, I told you so, saying that he warned his father not to trust Sadeus, that they walked right into it, and Dalinar knows he's right. Dalinar wonders how he could have been this wrong about Sadeus the entire time. He and Adeline take a much-needed breather. Dalinar tells Adeline that he should come out and say that he'd led them to destruction. But Adeline surprises him by saying that no, it is not his father's fault. Adeline would not have asked him to stop trying to make Alethkar better, to become like Sadeus. He wishes they hadn't let Sadeus trick them, but he doesn't blame Dalinar for his betrayal. And Adeline has finally accepted the codes. And with that knowledge, Dalinar's guilt evaporates, and he finds himself at peace. He thanks his son and tries to rally his men, delivering a rousing speech and emphasizing that they follow the codes because of who they are, and that by doing so, they have become better people, even if they are about to die. That in dying well, they will have lived gloriously. The men don't cheer, but they gain resolve, and Dalinar charges back into battle, thinking only how sorry he is to have left Renarin to rule House Colon alone. Renarin. That, that was a great summary, <laughs> Dap. Um, Thank you. Just a, just a, just a sweet, like, last thought of a farewell to renner and 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 does he think about navani also no he no. does not think about <laughs> navani in this moment that's a good point rich he that doesn't? is a good well, point I, I, I sort of like felt that he did what do you, you felt that he did? <laughs> there's a lot of heart-wrenching moments <sighs> in this chapter and i do feel like there is like he doesn't explicitly mention navani but i think she's present because there's that very specific moment where he 
talk like the guilt relieves him relieves himself of his guilt oh, yeah. and when he's giving the speech and is like is no longer guilty for who he is like this is what he lives by this is what he stands for and that was her who like urged him to do that it's a good point so yeah he does he does think about her but not like he does renner in which is which is fair honestly he's his son he's being left alone there's no other member of the family and he's only just recording navani so yeah you know he thinks of her and it just makes you realize, like, what a good man he is, like, compared to someone like Sadeus. Like, he, like, it's truly such a touching moment with, like, Adeline. And then when he's talking about Renarin, like, it's like a tearjerker. Especially when Adeline, like, tells him, you know, he never, he doesn't want him to change. He understands, you know, what he believes in now. He understands, like, he's brave in his own way and... All of that. This was Adeline's redemption chapter with all of that. He's like, all right, mm-hmm. not only, Dad, are you right that your visions aren't, you know, insane and you're not going crazy, but I understand what you've been trying to do. And he completely not only sides with his dad, but makes his dad, like, basically get through all the guilt he's felt for acting as he has. And you could not have done There's that without really, Adeline. I forgot to mention this in the last chapter, or in the first the first chapter of this section, but when Adeline was like having that little moment where he's like happy that his dad isn't crazy, he there is this like side note where he's like, you know, he might be a prophet, but you know, I'll I'll deal with that as it comes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good moment. <laughs> I wish we brought that up. It is really awesome to see Adeline like just he loves his father so much, and it was eating at him to think that he was crazy and to to see his dad vindicated and then also follow him into death right now it, it's it's um it's very poetic for for our young adeline it was awesome you know he started this chapter by saying i told you so that's that's yeah. the best part <laughs> no it is he had to get that of, in though he had to get, he had to get of it court. in. if anything it, it's it, it was funny like it because because they're literally like fighting for their lives now they're trapped and they're just slaughtering Parshendi left and right. And, and, and Adeline still has the time to just turn to Dalinar and go, God, fucking knew he was yeah. a, I knew he was a prick. <laughs> like, I knew it. <laughs> He's like, I fucking knew it. And who needs to listen to the audiobook when we have Richie to tell us how Sadeus says True. that can honor you, of can yours you, will get you killed Can sometime. you please give us that rendition, Rich? Uh, okay. It's in my summary. I told you, old friend. I said that honor of yours would get you killed someday. <laughs> so, so good. good. <laughs> so good. Fucking Sadius, bro. Oh, I know, man. He's, <laughs> Wait, mm. Also, not to go off the rails here, but when we were playing Baldur's Gate, Ralph, our friend that we play with, asked us if on the podcast we just read the <laughs> yeah. book out loud. <laughs> he, he goes, so do you guys just like read the book? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, except Dapper when he does chapter summaries, maybe. What do you mean? No. <laughs> oh I had God. to make this one long. I had to. Richie would be the Sidious voice actor for sure. But I want to bring up Kaladin. Yeah, I was going to say. Of this. Um, it's, it's funny how, I, I don't want to say insignificant, but how small Kaladin feels with all this going on like he was the backdrop to this right now like the big reveal of dalinar getting 
betrayed. I almost forget. Like, it would cut to Kaladin. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, Kaladin's there. Like, the, the little bridge crew is just trying to survive, right? And there's, like, 20 other bridge, bridges being run. Like, it, it, this betrayal, you take a step back. This is a grand betrayal of 8,000 men. This is, like, Kaladin Amaram literally times at the 8,000. Like, that's yeah. crazy to think about. Like, we cut back to them, and it just it really emphasizes their struggle against this force that is this war and, and them just trying to survive. Like, it it makes it more impactful how much he's done consider mm-hmm. considering you know considering it's a good point and you know i just love how he he cannot comprehend what is happening like he, he knows that sadius yeah. is betraying dalinar he knows he's retreating but he literally has to run up to him on a different bridge to confirm it because he cannot like reconcile. To, to check his armor because he was like right? maybe he got down maybe he's injured and they're retreating not a single scratch was on that armor or or the the guard the the rear guard or cobalt guard or whatever they call it i thought he was gonna do something i thought he was gonna like say something to sadeus when he ran up there that's what i thought like in that moment i thought he was about to like run like out in front of his horse or something if kaladin were to just confront a light eyes like that and yell something out so ridiculously (laughs) i would slap myself in the head because i'd be like kaladin you're ruining it don't do that come on dude don't do this it felt like something he would do it totally (laughs) felt like something he would do (laughs) i'm glad he didn't though it just yells stop on the bridge (laughs) (laughs) knowing Kaladin like when I was reading that I was like don't don't do it like there's another way to handle this (laughs) he's gonna just like swipe you aside literally just trample him but it's just so important I think here for Kaladin's character to understand why he is so difficult accepting what's going on his entire journey his entire thing has been about people dying and losing the people that he fights with and and just not accepting any death. Any death is too much for the bridge crews. And he watches his high prince choose to leave another high prince and 8,000 men to die. Like that's a choice that Sadius made. And he's like, how on earth is that something you can do? No, it's brutal, dude. It's brutal. Yeah. And I remember when we first, me and Dap were in the spoiler section um, talking about getting to this moment. I actually thought, oh, I, yeah. I actually defended Sadius a little bit. I said that. I was like, well, maybe Sadius thinks that Dalinar is actually going crazy and is thinking that he's doing this for the good of Alethkar, for the safety of the kingdom. I don't, I don't think, think it anymore. No. After I know I this. sounded like a Sadeus apologist earlier, but I don't think that no. is what No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. apologist. No, this is... I think he's just trying to figure out what the best thing to do for him is at all points. But I agree with you. I mean, I think everybody in Alethkar thinks that Dalinar is going crazy. I mean, they haven't started opening up yet about the fact that there's some confirmation that he's not. That's true. Um, I just, I can't believe we've gotten this far, guys. This is amazing. Dalinar gives a, a kick-ass speech. If you want to give good. it, Betsy. Give us, give us you your best, give give us your best Dalinar. Come on, give us your de- best Dalinar. 
Do you guys know um, there's this like really famous immediately ignored speech? <laughs> yeah, moves on. It's called the Saint Crispin's Day speech. I do. From yes, King Henry Shakespeare. This is this reminded me of that. Once more into the breach, dear friends. That's not what this that is. <laughs> oh, Saint Crispin's speech is um, each men shall hold their manhood cheap, for they were not here on Saint Crispin's Day. He could, Which I don't. I don't. She's know not. I'm right about the second one, and that's why Betsy didn't answer. She would have corrected me if I was wrong. <laughs> I'm actually not entirely sure, but I know it wasn't the first one. Yeah, it's, right. it's the same king, though. Same king. This is Betsy reading for Dalinar. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Death is the end of all men. Dalinar bellowed. What is the measure of him once he is gone? The wealth he accumulated and left for his heirs to squabble over. The glory he obtained only to be passed on to those who slew him. The lofty positions he held through happenstance. No, we fight here because we understand. The end is the same. It is the path that separates men. When we taste that end, we will do so with our heads held high, eyes to the sun. I am not ashamed of what I have become. Other men may debase themselves to destroy me. Let them have their glory, for I will retain mine. Damn, it's so good. And the men did not cheer. And and so I die, Dalinar thought. I never did deliver that shard plate I promised him. He will have to make his way without it. Honor of our ancestors protect you, son. Stay strong and learn wisdom more quickly than your father did. Farewell. To be oh. fair, it, oh, that, it's fucking incredible, and and I, it also makes sense why he thinks of Renarin at this point because he he's the like the new head of the house, and he's going to be devoured alive by by the Alethi. Like, but that speech was so good, um, and also another iteration of life before death. Right, he says the end is the same for us all, but it's the path we take there that really matters. Dalinar quoting some in some ways the way of kings and in some ways quoting the first ideal of the Knights Radiance. I'm sorry that that end is still just gets to me when he <laughs> thinks about his son it just it just wrecks me dude it wrecks me it does Renarin is so harmless and so innocent yeah. and I kind of forgot about him in this moment and then he brought him up a good dad you know you could say a lot about the blackthorn he didn't he think about his dad. wife <laughs> uh, well okay i said you could say a lot all right <laughs> i didn't say he was a good husband did but he's a think, good dad did not think about his wife but well, we don't know if he was a good husband or not which for some reason he dapper i did look up the speech and you were correct in your second re- recitation yes not the first one though that one is um what have something that's it was King Henry V. Yeah, both both of them are, right? Oh, I was thinking of the fourth. That makes sense. Good try, Rich. We believe you. We, we believe you. It actually might be from that one. Like it's the same guy, but they're two different places. Two different speeches. I was an I was an English major. Like let's move Wait, on. Were I, you I an was, English major? I was <laughs> you were in English. I was what? force I was force fed Shakespeare. Force fed <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I know this. Um Dab. Yeah. <laughs> what were you again? <laughs> I keep thinking you're a history major. I uh, close enough. Don't make me. Uh, I. You know what? I'm proud Wait, of. Wait, what it. were I you? I was a classics major. Lose your guilt. What do you mean classics? What do you mean? What do you mean? Classic what? Latin. 
Classic literature, Latin. Bro. <laughs> what was you? Richie, Richie just goes, bruh. You mean classic literature, The Way of Kings? <laughs> True. What were you, Richie? Like economics? I was an econ major. Oh, yeah. I'm blown away. Look at you, Mr. Original. I was a film studies minor. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Oh, oh man, God. but this entire chapter is insane, man. It's just nuts. And we are leaving you, Kremlings, on a hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Um you know what? Let's let's So are they gonna die? Wolf. Ah, we are leaving a, you on a hell a of a cliffhanger. <laughs> let's uh let's bring it in the awards. This these couple chapters deserve some awards. Uh it's the weekly Kremmies. Betsy's cheers. <laughs> I think we, Richie and I, did that at the same I time. I think that you guys really should listen to the last episode because I, I added horns and it went exactly as Dapper said it. I put the horns in. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will go listen to it. I'm sorry. I, it's like the only one I haven't finished. God damn. Okay. Okay. So, should I go first with my award? Yeah. Let's hit it, hit it. Okay. This is the Brutus Award. The Judas Award. The Benedict Arnold yes. Award. Yeah, but it goes to our man, Sadius Sadeus. Yeah, that was great. Sadius Sadeus. At two Sadeus. At two Sadeus. Wow. That's, that was incredible. wonderful. Incredible. I mean, like, I mean, just to add another one on there, um, I'm gonna call this is my Lion King Scar Award, but I'm gonna call it Long Live the King Award. Nice. I like that one. That one's really good. My award for the shortest lived but oldest couple uh, goes to both Navani and Dalinar. They've known and loved each other clearly for a very long time, but they've only been a couple for like two days. And he's dying. So, And it's beautiful, especially so with these sad. chapters. <laughs> okay, I'll give the Swan Lake Award to Kaladin because he was described in this set of chapters as dancing in the wind very nice very nice betsy i liked that one if i give one more i'm trying to think of a good way to put it but i'm just gonna call them i'm gonna call it the uh the hobble award and it goes to scar for being shot in the foot i'm gonna give the one guy at the party that nobody knows why is their award to the weird quotes at the opening of all these chapters that we haven't talked about at all, like in any of our episodes. What's your award, uh, Richie? <laughs> you just immediately just moved past what Betsy just <laughs> said there. <laughs> um, we've talked about these briefly, Bets. We have talked about them briefly. briefly. Um, that because Kaladin witnesses someone doing that. Um, the, the what's his name sen sen from that his 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 early days when he was a mm-hmm. general has one of those uh those ominous quotes yeah but then in the last episode that we recorded navani mentions it Nav- navani actually mentions it true and i realized we haven't said like anything about those well oh i got one more award this is the Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue award, and it goes to... (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Ice cold. Damn, (laughs) man. Damn, man. (laughs) 
all right wow. all right if i if i was those like guards and servants that were with navani and dalinar i would want to know all the gossip bro they've got absolutely know. well yeah. they even mentioned that they were got they were like they're gonna talk and then he was like let them they're already talking about me that i'm, I'm fucking crazy but yeah that's super spicy to witness i'd be telling everybody it's that hot goss well this is it speak the immortal words and join us in the spoiler section I can see the spoiler bus coming around the horizon, <laughs> over the horizon, <laughs> right now. Um, our conversation. Under the horizon. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Our conversation will be centered around these specific chapters, but in the context of all Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere series: Stormlight, Mistborn, Warbreaker, Elantris, White Sand, Arcanum Unbounded, Tress of the Emerald Sea, and Yumi and the Nightmare Painter. So, if you are caught up, stick around. And if you'd like to contact us, send us an email at highlyinvestedpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at highlyinvestedpodcast. Until next time, Kremlings. Bye, Bets. Bye. Bye, Betsy. want to say before we get into everything i dropped so many little like just spoiler nuggets in that episode i don't know if you listened to when i said the horde of kremlings continues to grow oh, did you miss that oh i, did not. I missed that wait well, i was trying to be subtle you catch did you catch the big nugget that i dropped uh i think so i think i saw you texting me about it but my phone's over there <laughs> So when when Betsy goes, I thought that Kaladin was going to. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, could you imagine Kaladin yelling at a light eyes, ruining the plan for everyone? (laughs) (laughs) Did you pick up? I did. I very much picked up on that. How do you not? I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's so on the nose. I love it for the Kremlings who don't remember. I was making a reference to book two. Words of Radiance, where Kaladin uh, says, "For my and boon. for my bone," and and it's just everyone is upset <laughs> after that moment. Oh my god, yeah, it's such a cringe moment. I can't believe you would ever do that. So right. let's let's take it back to these chapters. Um, I I feel like we could talk about all of these in bulk. So it's, let's feel free to jump around as we go. Good with me. Um, one thing I'll say real quick is that the reason why I thought that he, Dalinar will think of Navani is because he does, I think, later on. Um, oh, yeah. In, in when, the next, like, chapter, right? Yeah, in the next chapters or so when his shard plate's, like, fully getting broken and he can't move anymore. Um, I think he does think of Navani. I think you're right. I do. I think that she would be probably be the last thing he thought about. Yeah. Uh, so, 64, Man of Extremes. Um we get Navani Dalinar, little conversation there. Super fun. I can't believe we have to wait two whole more books for Evie's story. Like, I, it's so annoying. Like, the amount of oh just, God. it's just going to be another full book of references to Evie, Dalinar Evie not knowing Dalinar's who his wife. wife. <laughs> it's it. It's over and I over think and maybe, over and over. I feel, like they, I feel like they tone it down maybe a little bit in the next book. I don't think so. I think that they're going to ramp up to it more and more and more. In the, by the end of book two. Um, it, right, so it just needs to be said because someone needs to say it. <laughs> please, please, Dalinar, Richie, say it. Dalinar murdered his wife. Dalinar burned his wife alive and could not live with the guilt and the pain of that. 
And so he sought out the night watcher and begged her to remove that pain. His boon and his curse are deeply connected because not only was the pain removed, but all memory of Evie and even like her name was removed from Dalinar's mind. She was removed from Dalinar's mind. That's the right way to think about it, I think. I don't even... Does it, he remember it, the rift at all? I. That's a good question. That's a good question. I actually don't know. Um, but this is also not the Night Watcher. It cultivation. Was cultivation. And, and cultivation, this is actually a boon only when you think it about is. it. It because, is. Because in, in doing so, cultivation allows Dalinar to become a better man and then presents that better man with the guilt again and it allows him to heal um and it's a true gift just to be ignorant of it pretty much for a long time but if she didn't create it as a time bomb it was it was to prepare him for odium yeah yeah if she didn't create it as a time bomb then he would have failed when Odium presented him as his champion, immediately he would have because yeah. he would have I, just anything, dropped have all of the memories on him, like he did. Yes, which is what he did in that moment. Yeah, and cultivation created it so that he slowly remembered and had to deal with his trauma, so that when Odium did that, he could take the most important step a man could make, the next one. And it's it's a beautiful scene that we're two whole books away from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're getting the breadcrumbs of it here. Uh, Good way to put it. Oh, oh. We also get Dalinar attempting to murder Gavilar. Hints at yep. that. That is a big thing. And also, book three also, also two books away. Also two books away. Also two books yeah, away. Also two books away. It's Dalinar. I remember this. I remember the scene vividly of him just like staring at Dalinar, the full thrill, like red eyes, almost staring at Gavilar, and his eyes are just red, and he. It was about They're literally right on there. the battlefield, and Gavilar tells Dalinar yeah. not to do something, and he's like, "You know, I could just kill you, man. <laughs> I can, I could just right yeah. now, just yeah." And Gavilar reflects on this too in um, the Stormlight Five prologue. Mm-hmm. He remembers it, and that's why he wants because he force saw the bloodlust in in Dalinar. He saw it there. He's like, "Ooh, I guess I can't push you too far." And he doesn't think that about anyone else. And so he gets down our, to be a drunk. I love Betsy's point on when Sadius planned this. Um, I uh, I think that the, the decision to execute it definitely came like recently. But I think that he has always been scheming for sure. Yeah, he's a schemer. So he's already always been thinking things. But it when the tower got called, I agree with her that it was a split decision pretty much there to do it. This is the right time to do it. But he wanted to, to he wanted to betray him. But I'm glad that she thinks it was for power because in my opinion, it was not for power. He did it for, in his opinion, the betterment of a Lethkar society to save no, the we, king. We've switched. We've switched because that's what I used to say. That's what I used to I'm believe. Back. I'm back. In the, I'm but, back in that camp. I'm not a sadist apologist. I don't apologist. think it's fully that. No, I think, dude, I think that I think it is to eliminate an enemy or a, a threat to his power. I think that, but, yeah, he thinks Dalinar is crazy, but I think that it is selfish. It is selfish. I mean, I think him and Yalai, who we don't get much about it, really do commit to to ending an enemy 
But they don't see it as an enemy of them. They see it as an enemy of a Lethkar. That's what I believe. So, and again, no, I don't have any forgiveness for him. He is an asshole. He deserves every bit of eye stabbing coming to him. But I do think that it was from a position in his mind that was morally right. I do think that. Yeah. Why would he yeah. say that thing at the end? I told you it would what? be the yeah. honor, your honor that was the death of you. He doesn't love doing it. I think he does. I think he does. Kaladin reflects that he's got a smug smile on his face. He is a bit he of a psychopath. Enjoy, he enjoys this, dude. He, he's Yeah, he's just fucked. He's a pure villain. He is a snake of a man. He really is. He's all right, fair enough. You know, yeah, all right, I'm back in the camp. That he's just he's just an ass. Yeah. Exactly. I'm still I'm not as sad as apologist, but I do think no, he's I a complex character. So, uh, jumping around here, we're going into 65, um the tower. Um the Parshendi song. Oh man. Right? I I I believe if I had to guess what this song was, I would say that this is probably the rhythm of lost. Yeah. The rhythm which of is lost in a tune when it comes yeah, when it comes to like death or or losing someone. Um, I can't wait to hear what that would sound like when we finally. You always bring this up. We're so far from that. We're so far. I know. Far. I know. It's just I'm. Listen, man. I'm in the future. I'm in the future, Cosmere. Richie's like, living in two twenty three hundred. I just think that we should get um, uh, what's his name, the guy who composed the Light of the Seven from Game of Thrones. I think Whoa. we should get him to do That'd it. Be- I think his name's. Jawani or something like Ramin that. Ramin Jawadi. He he's done some of the like I used to listen to his pieces for Game of Thrones. Constantly, oh my god, yeah, dude. absolutely. Um, All right, like not a Game of Thrones music podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I only just wanted yeah. to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So so the, the betrayal, you know, Oof, like, still you, like you have here, it still hurts. It's still painful to see, even though. Like, if you're reading this, you, you know Sadius has been a snake this entire time because Kaladin is running bridge crews for him mm-hmm. and he doesn't care about his bridgemen. But the betrayal, this is the part, um, and we should have mentioned this in the non-spoiler section, but this was, well, I guess we can't because Betsy's not there yet. But this is the part where you can't put the book down. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you can't put the book down. After Just this. wait for like, words, got, man. It, the, oh, this yeah. is the reason why, while I was listening to this while while running, I had to listen to the whole thing. The next and three chapters. To the, to the Kremlings, I've already finished. The, I finished the book because, like, because I got to this part and I, I what, 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 what do you stop? Like, yeah. It doesn't make any. Like, it doesn't make any. I like, could not do that. I what literally. Do you, what do you want me to, to do? This, <laughs> I literally got to this part and I was like, I'm not gonna hit pause. I, I mean, need yeah. to finish this. I need to see the next part. In the next chapter, so, Kaladin's like, we have to go back. Oh, oh my god! And they good. escape too. That's like what the next. Oh my! All right, I can't get too far ahead. I know it's just no, no. Let's not. Let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it. Um, but yeah, this this is just an excellent chapter. This is what you know makes us all fans of the Cosmere. Uh, this is the way of kings at its best, you know. And Mm -hmm. it can drag. I feel like the. I feel like in this reread, it does drag a little bit. Um, there's just there's there's a lot of bridge four scenes, and it helps build this to this moment at the end, but. It takes a while to get here. They go into that a chasm a lot, they and they're gonna they're gonna do it a lot more. <laughs> but yeah, this this is just all intense. Uh, for sixty six, did you have anything for? I wrote one line. 
my God, this entire chapter is insane. And I wrote both of those. I wrote that line in both the spoiler section and the non-spoiler section. Because it is. This chapter, like, spoilers aside, this chapter is unbelievable. But you also get, you know, the implications of this being a major reason why Adeline kills Sadeus. The end of the next book. And you get a lot of Sadeus really showing his true colors. You get a lot of Kaladin being his true Windrunner self. Not just when he's dodging the arrows in the previous chapter, but when he's trying to save everyone. And then for even a Light Eyes, someone that he has vowed to hate, he can barely get over the betrayal. And he doesn't. He doesn't get over the betrayal. <laughs> and so, oh God, yeah. what what a fucking chapter. It's, it's just insane. He doesn't get he he doesn't get over it. And um also I think this after this fight after he jumps in and saves him, he's not. He doesn't feel great about even killing the Parshendi, right? Because nope. killing, killing the Parshendi is not part of these oaths at all. Not even remotely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, just excellent. Just excellent three chapters, man. This has been a lot of fun. Here we fucking go. That's all I have to say. Because part five is insane. And the end of this part, the next three chapters, the next episode, we'll see you there, Crown Legs. Like, it's, holy shit, going to be insane. And Max, uh, Max, and you, I know you you're all. listening. Max, I know you're listening. We are eventually going to do the Sunlit Man, and you cannot be in the spoiler sections when we are doing that. I'm saying it now, Max. You got to stop. You got to go away. <laughs> Max, Go go read Miss Bourne, dude. You're so, so <laughs> far behind. <laughs> You're so far behind. Just like stop. Just stop. <laughs> he's only read the Starlight Archive. I know it's the best ones, <laughs> but like he's missing so much. He, it's because he moved to Connecticut and now he misses us so much. He's just like he's like I'm just gonna listen to you guys. I don't care if it's he does it shamelessly. Just it's yeah, shameless. Anyway, sure. anyway. Oh man, what were you um, gonna say? Yeah, Sorry. That, that no no that that was it for me that's it for me uh all right well we'll take it out thank you to the kremlings uh for joining us in the spoiler section except um, you max and like i said like i said before except for you max like i said before <laughs> uh highly invested podcast at gmail.com follow us on instagram at highly invested podcast next uh three chapters will be 67 68 and 69 until next time kremlings Also, um, um, Joe, we're going to get Joe on the podcast soon. He's almost done with all the books, so he's going to rank the Cosmere. And Devin's going to rank the Cosmere as well. Oh, sweet. That's going to be awesome. And you guys have to do Sunlit Man. True. Yes, we we got to do Sunlit Man, for sure. Badly. We should. We really really need to. We really... I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. No, you're not. You're waiting for me. I'm waiting for you. You're waiting for me. Have you finished it? Oh, yeah. We finished, oh, we finished the book finished like three it. days finished, after it I came out. I finished the book in two days. <laughs> I finished it in three. Did you three. like it? I loved it.